This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Morgan Mann from the Door County Library. How are you, Morgan? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming back onto the podcast. I think this is your third year in a row coming on to talk about Door County Reads. It's always really exciting to uh, to chat about what the new book is going to be and that kind of stuff. And and this year we have some kind of unique things to chat about just in, in terms of how the festivities are actually going to go with the pandemic and that sort of thing. But uh, before we, we jump into that kind of stuff, let's set the scene for people who are unfamiliar with Door County Reads. What is Door County Reads and uh, what can people expect? Sure. Well, um, Door County Reads uh, is something that uh, brings the community together during these winter months. Um, it can feel a little, it's, it's cold outside. Um, this year in, in particular, we haven't been able to go out and see people as much, but um, Door County Reads has always been about bringing community together around one book. And this year we're doing Station 11 by Emily St. John Mandel. Um, and uh, it's, Door County Reads has been going on since uh, a long time here, over over a decade now. And um, I know last year there was a few events that brought people in that, that had never heard of Door County Reads before. And um, I know before I came into the library world, I think I saw one Door County Reads book and I thought, oh, I can't, I don't want to join in on all that kind of stuff. But um, now that I've kind of been in the mix, um, I see that, you know, for those introverts or people who kind of don't necessarily want to talk out loud. There are events where you can just pop in and just listen. And hearing other people's point of view and perspectives is is something that's really um, growth, you know, a growth mindset for yourself. So um, this year it's going to be fun just because uh, being on Zoom and Facebook Live, we're able to reach um, further than even before. Um, it used to be that you'd have to be in the area to come to some of our events and. And then in certain of the uh, the events, like the author uh, keynote, we would have, you know, a standing room only situations sometimes with 300 plus people. So this allows us to reach even more people. And frankly, there's no standing room because her face is going to be right there in your screen. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll, kind of fun. We'll talk a little bit more about what some of the uh, events are going to be and, and how people can join in on those events. But before we do, tell me uh, what the book is this year and a little bit about the book and the author. Great. So um, this year we have selected Station 11. Uh, the author is Emily St. John Mandel. And the book is set in a post-apocalyptic North America. It's about 27 years or 20 years after the initial collapse of civilization when culture is reshaping itself and defining a new normal. And um, there's some tender moments in it. Uh, the story tells about relationships and how art sustain us. There's an ephemeral nature and um, kind of looking at the world in a new way and seeing the beauty around it. Um, as opposed to being in the, the mad rush that life is in. So it's a really, it's a thought-provoking book. Um, a lot of our events we have centered around um, music, literature, art, philosophy, philosophy, that sort of thing. We have a lot of theater events. Um, we have, of course, multiple book discussions all times during the day, morning, afternoon, evening. And then um, 
a Q&A with our author. So she um, actually has uh, this book won many awards when it first came out, and it's been on a few book lists um, in the past. And she uh, recently published The Glass Hotel as well. And um, she is a finalist for the National Book Award and the Penn Faulkner Award. And uh, she's won the 2015 Arthur C. Clarke Award, among other um, pieces. And this book has been translated into 33 languages. So um, it's one of those that um, should be an interesting discussion. Do you know offhand when the book was written? Um, uh, the book was written, um, it was originally published in 2014. Okay. So the reason I ask is because it seems like Door County Reads usually tries to pick a, a book that the community up here can kind of relate to in some way, or, or that sends a message that a community like this might be receptive to. Uh, I know that last year the book was kind of a, uh, a journey through magical realism in a small town and the, and the characters that you meet, uh, which is something that I think is, is totally applicable up here. Um, I I guess my question now is, was, were there, were there things that went into choosing this book that have to do with the year that we just went through in 2020? Because talking about kind of a post-apocalyptic rebuild of society seems a little on the nose after everything that we've just gone through. Oh, I hear you there. Um, I, w- I would like to say that um, this book was actually picked before the pandemic even happened. Oh, really? So so we looked into our crystal ball and picked right this year, I guess. Can you pick something um, more fun for next year? Because uh, I, I think that we all need a little break uh, when we jump into 2022. We will try. We Perfect. will try. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's... it's um, Funny when we when we look at all of the books, um, those of us on the committee, we we all bring a number of books to the table that we start talking about, and we ask, you know, how can it be involved with uh, the theater arts, with um, the written arts, with um, our community in mind. So um, also being literary, you know, a lot of people want to have a literary value to things. So what we thought um, in this particular book, what what drew us to it was. Um, the thought and reflection and the actions and interactions regarding themes of tribalism, your responsibility to one's community, what is the meaning of community? And then also, um, this book received a lot of literary awards, and it fit perfectly with the, the performing and visual arts. Uh, the main characters actually coalesce together after this this pandemic that happens in their world to create a theater because they believe that you can't just survive something you need you need to live for something more and for them they see that the art as being that salve to the um the pain that has happened because of the pandemic right yeah you know i feel like post-apocalyptic mediums can be a little challenging right now, but it does seem like from what you're saying that this book focuses on uh, not so much the doom and gloom of the apocalypse, but rather the rebuild and the the reconnection, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And and you do see some characters that kind of get stuck in the mire and then you see other characters that rise above. So um, it's very thoughtful. And, you know, frankly, in these days and times, we didn't know we'd be living it in real life. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this one uh, from from the brief synopsis that I was given definitely piqued my interest right away because, like I said, though the 
the Door County reads the selections that I've seen in the time that I've been up here uh, have been interesting. They've, they've, they've seemed to be kind of that uh, more realistic. I know that last year we had more of magical realism, but something like this, that, that definitely pushes into that kind of like more fantasy element for me is something that's right up my alley. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to check this one out for sure. Um, and, and as you had mentioned previously, Door County reads, culminates in a series of events and festivities after everyone has read the book. Uh, this year, things are going to be different, but I think that there are some interesting opportunities that that different setting allows for. Um, so tell me a little bit about what some of the events are going to be as we as we kick off and when they're going to happen. Sure. Well, it's, it's jam-packed this year. So um, Dorkani Leaves always tends to be uh, starting at the end of January and then moving toward the middle of February. And um, that's no different this year. We're going to be kicking off on the 28th with a book discussion at the um, Egg Harbor Library. And that is um, going to be at 1030 in the morning. And they are actually going to be discussing two of Emily St. John's books, uh, The Glass Hotel, which is her most recent book, as well as The Door Cutting Reads book, Station 11. And um, that's run on Facebook Live and Zoom. So you can come in both ways if, if you prefer. Um, and then it goes all the way until the 15th, when is the final day of the Museum of Civilization um, closes at uh, the Miller Art Museum and or the, the take on it. So they put out a call to artists to uh, interpret the book and what the Museum of Civilization is in the book um, to uh, create something. So there's actually going to be a physical display at the Miller where you can see what people have seen there. So every single day in between is filled with something. Every single day. Saturdays, Sundays, evenings, it's, it's, it is truly jam-packed. Um, kicking it off on um, Saturday, so that's Saturday the 30th, um, we are going to do a Facebook premiere explaining uh, the Museum of Civilization. Um, what that was in the book is uh, people started really contemplating the things that they missed from life. Um, as you can imagine, um, in, in this book scenario, everything failed. So internet connection, um, the power grid, all that kind of stuff. So people were bringing things, even like cell phones and laptops and being like, we want to remember this because we loved that technology and it meant something to our civilization. Um, and so we are also in working with the Miller, um, having that installation. We're also doing a virtual museum of civilization that the library is going to curate that's going to be online and um, where people can join in and add things that they think what would you want to add to the museum of civilization that says that that would remind you of what civilization would be if someone looked at looked at the collection you know a thousand years from now right and so um we're excited to be using pinterest for that and then we're going to be having um uh, everyone submit ideas uh, through an email and it can be pictures, it can be audio, um, and it can be um, your experiences in the pandemic now. Um, and what were the positives that you're taking away from this experience? Um, because frankly, we're in a time period that people are going to study, you know, in your future. Right. So yeah, I was that, just that, thinking about like the things that I miss from civilization, like what I would, what I would curate for a, a museum of civilization right now would be things like board games or coffee with friends mm -hmm. or things like that. Uh, just because we haven't had the opportunity to do those things in, you know, nine months now at this point. Uh, so a lot, a lot of what's going on. And I, again, fascinating that this was chosen last year, but like 
I feel like this is going to be a really cool opportunity for people to kind of reflect in a way that isn't so much just kind of like literal. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a good time of year to reflect, you know, things are slowed down up here. Um, artists are building their, their sales items for the, the future summer season. We're all hopeful, you know? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Now you mentioned that uh, this year is, is jam packed with events. Do you find that by doing things virtually, you were able to pack more in that you wouldn't be able to do normally? Uh, do you, and, and piggybacking off of that, do you think that virtual events is something that you might consider doing in the future of Door County Reads as well? I know it may be too early to start planning for next year, but uh, do you think that virtual events might become something that that do get added in addition to the live events? Um, yes, it, it is getting packed. As far as virtual events go, I think we all enjoy the convenience of being able to watch things online at the time periods that present well to our own lives. Um, I have a feeling that we are going to see a lot of uh, virtual and um, in-person events happening simultaneously, even into the future. I know I enjoy it because there's so many things that you can that you can watch that you weren't able to get to either because of travel or or your time frames or where you're located geographically. That's one of the things I've actually enjoyed most about the pandemic is all of the learning opportunities and that sort of thing. And I can see that happening in the future. Right. As far as with the Door County Reads, um, I'm hopeful. Um, you know, this is going to be our dry run of doing everything this way. So, um, uh, but you only get better with each year. Right. So, well, um, I was going to yeah. say, you know, if you if you load this year up with a bunch of them and you make it through, then peppering in a couple yeah. in years down the line should be no problem. It should be a cakewalk. <laughs> One would hope. Right. <laughs> so you have the, the, the Museum of Civilization. What are some of the other events that are happening uh, after the end of this month? Um, so we're doing a kickoff panel. We're having two panels this year, um, uh, bigger panels on so January 30th, which is Saturday, 1 p.m. We're going to be having um, a the panel that we're titling The Importance of Arts to Sustain Us. And we're leading with this because we really see this book and, and the arts as something that is a healing force. And um, we are going to be having uh, professors from the University of Green Bay. Um, speaking on the panel, as well as music from um, the Griffin String Quartet and Midsummer's Music. They're going to be doing um, Jacob Gordon's six Shakespearean sketches. Mm. Um, and the, the topics that we're going to be talking about um, are the arts and um, what the philosophy that happens, um, literature, music, how all of those things contribute to well-being. And um, that's, I think that's going to be a powerful way to start off the, um, the season this year with Dork Kenny Reed. Um, with the, some of the people that we're going to be having on the panel are um, professors who are uh, lecturers in the arts and theater uh, there. We uh, have communication and information science, women and gender studies. Um, we have uh, author um, who's going to be on there. She is a professor, professor of English and humanities um, and also uh, uh, arts leader and educator um, who works as the executive and artistic director at the Wiedner Center for Performing Arts. So that should, that should be really interesting and, and hearing their take too on, on what they've seen. Because I mean, this has been a year where the arts has, has not 
it's almost gone where the the actors have come viral and it's less through the organization. And it will be interesting to see how the organizations pivot with all of that and the thoughts of of people in that industry speaking to that. Right. Yeah, for sure. That, that That's definitely something that I feel like I've seen in the theater scene, particularly just in terms of kind of shining the spotlight back on the people um, rather than the productions as much, um, just because there hasn't been really many productions at all. And so being able to spend that time with artist interviews or talking to directors or actors or those types of things, being able to kind of shine the light back on the people who put together these productions is interesting. And I wonder if that's something that we're going to lose when things, you know, move on, or if, if this year was an opportunity to kind of re-highlight that importance and and continue to do that as things move forward. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I agree. I agree. I've, I've enjoyed the behind the scenes look at things, you know, um, and even hearing some of some of the actors you never hear from, you might hear see them in direct interviews and that sort of thing, but nothing this close and personal. Right. So, definitely. Um, then the next event that's going to be happening is going to be on Sunday, um, the 31st at 2 p.m. We're going to be having a dystopian video game discussion. Again, with a University of Green Bay professor, um, Rebecca Meacham, um, who is the English and Humanities professor. We're going to have Dr. Brian J. Carr, who is the Associate Professor of Communications and Information Science, as well as Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies. And then Julia Sia, who is Case, and she is the Assistant Professor of Humanities and English. And Chris McAllister Williams, and he holds a PhD in English from the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, as well as an MFA um, in poetry, and he teaches poetry and creative writing. And it's also going to be led by two teenagers from the area, um, Bjorn Locken, uh, who is a junior at Sturgeon Bay High School, and Brant Grawl, who's a freshman and, at NWTC. And they are going to be talking about um, all those video games that you hear everyone playing with their you know, you see all the TV commercials and the kids with the headsets on and the, the specialized chairs for video gaming. Um, and they're going to be talking about that landscape and how that has changed and morphed in the last couple of years. So that yeah. would be a really interesting talk. Yeah, I love I love the intersection of like science and video games and economics and video games. There are some really interesting studies out there about or, or studies that are able to be done that you wouldn't be able to do in the real world, like uh, big kind of macroeconomic level studies that are done on video game economies because you have people actively participating in them uh, in ways that they wouldn't in real life. So you're you're kind of able to, to get a bunch of data about something without actually extrapolating it into reality. Um, I know that kind of talking you know about the pandemic and that sort of stuff there's a a huge video game called world of warcraft that had uh, a big pandemic that broke out within it years ago and and scientists pandemic scientists still study it just in terms of like how it spread and people spreading it and like bioterrorism and stuff like that all data that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get in real life uh, that you can extrapolate from a video game because you have a persistent world with people interacting with it over years Uh, so this is this is a panel that I'm, I'm particularly interested in oh that's great yeah and i would say there's a lot of community that happens in video games too that that people don't necessarily um they take that for granted a bit but mm-hmm. that's the, you know that's where you know some of the adults say i can't get my kid off the video games well it's because they don't want to leave their team you know they they are in the 
in the throes of something that's catastrophic and they have to be there. Right. <laughs> so the community building that happens within video games. And then also, like you say, the economy and, and some people are, are celebrities just in this, in the video game world. Right. So yeah, I think, absolutely. I think one of the, the most lucrative career opportunities for people, you know, in that 18 to 30 demographic is some sort of streaming and, and most of the prolific streamers are coming out of the video game space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting talk, you know, cause we're going to hear from uh, the professor side as well as uh, teens who are in the midst of it all. And then, um, and it's going to be a discussion where everyone's going to get to talk too. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the community brings to that event as well. Right. One thing I wanted to mention before we, we continue on is that these events will be live streamed as they are happening, but people will have an opportunity to watch them after the fact, correct? Correct. Correct. So um, a lot of them are going to be on Zoom um, and you can come in that way or you can watch on Facebook Live for a majority of pieces. And we're also going to be recording things and then and hopefully get everything up the, the day after each event onto our YouTube channel. So that's the Door County Library YouTube channel. You can just uh, search that up um, and then you'll you'll find us there. We've been we've been having a lot of author talks as you this year that with the pandemic, authors have been more um, prolific in coming to our book clubs and wanting to talk about their books and uh, discussing directly with our patrons. So that's been something really exciting and we want to continue with. So great. Uh, as we as we're starting to wrap up here, what are some other events that people should know about uh, to kind of wrap out the rest of Door County Reads this year? Absolutely. So we are having um, three uh, theater productions. We're going to be having the Peninsula Players uh, play or performing on at the first of February. That's Monday at seven p.m. Um, we are going to be having Third Avenue Playhouse performing at 7 p.m. on the 5th of Friday, which is a Friday. And they're going to be doing The Children by Lucy Kirkwood and then also doing a discussion afterward. Um, and, and the other theater piece that we're going to be doing is uh, Door County Shakespeare is going to be doing selections from King Lear at 7 p.m. on the 12th, which is the last Friday of the event. Um, we are going to be having two... Um, uh, expert speakers. We're going to be having Nature and the Arts from Station 11 that will be coming from Crossroads at Big Creek at 10 a.m. on Monday the 1st. And we are going to be having Literature with a Sense of Place by Ann Mosier uh, from the Wisconsin Water Library at 6 p.m. on Wednesday the 10th of February. We are going to be having a writing um, workshop that's going to be online with uh, called The Intersection of Music and Poetry on the 6th, which is a Saturday. That's going to be at 10 a.m. We're going to be having a trivia. Um, last year, we tried our first hand at doing a trivia event, and that was well-received. So we're bringing that back, and that's going to be on Sunday the 7th at 11 a.m. So grab your cliff notes, and um, there's going to be prizes for that one. Nice. And then, of course, book talk. Like I said, we have them morning, afternoon, evening from all of the book clubs. Ephraim, Bailey's Harbor, Washington Island is going to be having a book discussion. Um, Egg Harbor, Sturgeon Bay. Um, and then we are going to be having um, the author, uh, an author keynote on the 11th. And that's going to be at 7 p.m. Uh, Zoom and Facebook Live. We are taking questions, so you can actually go to doorcountyreads.org, and if you have a question that you would like the author to address, um, you can actually submit your questions through a form on the website so that we can be sure to um, 
get that to the author and find out what you're thinking. I know I myself am wondering about the main character has a lost amount of time where she uh, learns nice skills that have saved her and she kind of has tattoos that she marks on herself to remind herself of the humanity and, and how many lives have, have been lost. Um, and I wonder how she got her nice skills because she has this moment in time that she can't remember either mm. because it was too hard for her to remember or just the trauma of, of life at that moment. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So you can, you can ask questions of the author through that form. And then the final piece that we're doing is going to be on the 13th, which is Saturday. And we are going to be having Patrick Somerville and uh, Emily St. John Mandel talk about how the book is coming to the screen. He is uh, the screenwriter for the HBO adaptation of this book that's going to be coming up. So that will be a fun way to, to wrap everything up. Awesome. That sounds really great. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about how doing things virtually opens up some doors for some people. And I think that, you know, like we said, if this is something that you've been interested in, but haven't had the time or physically been able to get to the events in the past, I think that this is a great opportunity to participate if you haven't participated uh, or if it's been a while since you participated. I think that this is a great year to do it just because, like you said, you're going to have these these events available to, to you kind of on your schedule for a little bit. So if you're not able to participate live with them while they happen, uh, you'll be able to watch the events after the fact. And I know that some people prefer that anyway. Uh, some people don't want to be there in the moment participating, but would like to kind of take a backseat and, and enjoy the content on their own time. So I think that this is this is a great year for that. Um one more time, just so that people have it in their heads, uh, what's the name of the book again, and where can people get it if it's still available? Certainly. So the name of the book is Station Eleven, and the author is Emily St. John Mandel. We still have some free copies at the library, so call your local branch to see if you can get that put in pickup uh, for pickup service or if they have them in their lobby for you just to grab. Each branch is doing it a little bit different, and then... We also have the books available in regular print, in large print, and audiobook. And then you can also download them on Overdrive Libby, which is an app that is free to use with your library card. And that is an ebook and e audiobook form. Perfect. Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and telling everybody about Door County Reads. Is there anything else folks need to know before we uh, jump into the book and finish it up by the end of the month? I would just say visit the website, doorcountyreads.org. That's going to have the most updated information and links to um, how to get onto things. You're just going to be able to click on the word Zoom or click on Facebook Live, however you wish to uh, join us. And then you'll be able to find out more information and details about each of the programs there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Morgan. Looking forward to all of the festivities this year. And uh, I can't wait to join you virtually for Door County Reads. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.